Today, I would like to just give you the very simple message that the Lord told me to remind all of you. Sometimes we need to be reminded of and on in life. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 33. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food? And the body more important than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you. Father, we thank you so much, Lord that you would teach us this morning to understand that worry is not good for us. Lord, I pray that you shall impart the faith of God into our heart, that we will not be anxious people, but we can keep our eyes on you, and we can seek your kingdom and your righteousness first in our life. We thank you, Lord, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. 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 Jesus was given this sermon on the mountain. And he reminded all of us to this generation that worry is not good. When we were going back out of the camp, back to Seattle area, the Lord showed me. The Lord speak to me. Son, do you know that the actions and the lifestyle and the decision of my people in the church really are related to to the level of their faith. If they have more faith, they will not worry. If they have more faith, they will obey me. They will do the right thing. And the love of God in their heart will motivate them to exercise their faith. When he talked to me like that, I come to a revelation that I see now why Christians are so different all over the world. Why we all behave different way. Why we do respond to God in a different way. Because we have different level of faith and understanding of how to walk with God. Every decision you make, everything you do is related to how much you trust God. How much you have faith in God's promises and in His character. I make a decision to believe in God 
and to trust God no matter what I do. Do I have temptation to doubt, to do whatever my flesh tell me? Yes, I have temptation. I give you example. On this Wednesday, I'm flying to Europe. Will my flesh tell me, "Hey, Doctor Lau, you're gonna miss a lot of money here because you will miss your work for ten days." I'm a self-employed man. If I don't work, I don't have money. My flesh tell me, "Don't have to go to mission trip. Just stay home making money." Then I will fall into this trap. I worry about my income. I worry about what I gonna eat, what I gonna wear. And then I cannot walk by faith. I cannot serve the Lord. I cannot fulfill my destiny and the calling in my life. So I notice that lack of faith and worry and anxiety are the big issue in the Christian life. A lot of people worry too much about what they're going to eat, what they're going to wear. They worry too much about their future, where they're going to live. Do I have enough money to pay my bills? And that worry is opposite to faith, and that's why they cannot totally follow the Lord. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 22, the Bible say the one. The Bible talk about four kinds of soil. Jesus talk about four kind of soil, and this is one of them. And I hope that the members of New Hope are not this kind of soil. The one who received the seed that fell. Among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. I don't want to be this kind of soil. I don't want to let anxiety attack me. I want to be a good soil. When the word of God comes into me, I'm a good soil that the word will put the root down. And it will flourish and become a big tree that I can be fruitful in my life, and I can be fruitful for my family, for my wife, my children, and for my church, and for people around the world. I want to be like Abraham. I want God to bless me, so that I can bless the nations. I make a decision long time ago when I read the book of Genesis chapter 12, when God said to Abraham, "I shall bless you, so that you can be the blessing to the nations." I make the decision since I was a young believer that God, I'm not going to allow anxiety and worry to affect me. I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to trust you. I can trust you that you keep your promise, as you kept your promise toward Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You shall keep your promise toward me as well, because you're the same God that Abraham worshipped. Matthew six twenty five again say, "Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? What does it mean here? Life. Life doesn't mean have a big house, have a nice car, have a nice job. Life means your life with God. It's a choice. To me, my relationship with God, my spiritual life is the most important thing." Because I know that my spiritual life will impact my finances, my emotion, my future, my health, my success, my wife, my children, and my church, 
and to the thousand generations, I make a decision that I want to have really strong spiritual life, so that I can be the blessing to Pastor Da, so that my children will walk with the Lord, because they have seen the good example of their father, and my grandchildren will love the Lord and they will serve the Lord. One of the worst situation in people's life as a believer who go to church every Sunday is to see their children going to hell and their grandchildren walk away from the Lord. I make a decision. Yes, I'm a pastor, but the most important person in my life besides Jesus is my family. I would do everything to have a spiritual life, to be an example to my wife and my children and grandchildren so that they will believe in Jesus like me. So they will not see hypocrisy in my life. So that they will not walk away from God. I want them to see Jesus through me. I take serious about going to church, reading the Bible, practicing the Bible, going to the camp, obeying the Lord to go to mission trip, producing the teaching, seeking the kingdom of God first. This morning, I woke up and the Lord reminded me, son, calculate. You forgot you're so busy. I sit in front of my computer and I want to tell God I'm not going to love money. I'm not going to seek money first. I'm going to seek your kingdom first. I talk to Pastor Da. I know my income at the office. I know some people give love offering to me. And I calculate the whole thing, how much that I received from last month and from today. Then I right away transfer 10% of my income to my charitable bank account so that I will not cheat my God even one penny. I want to be blameless before the Lord. I want to serve the Lord. I want to keep my spiritual life. I don't want to worry about money. I don't want to worry about what I'm going to have tomorrow, eat tomorrow. I want to be faithful. I want to seek the kingdom of God first. I'm speaking this sermon from my heart now. I'm not having a lot of writing in here. I'm sharing my life and my heart with you. Mark chapter 8, verses 34 to 36. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life, save your spiritual life, save your life from hell, save your life from being attacked by the demon, being sick, being in the car accident, being in a bad shape. If you want to save your life, you will lose it. In other words, if you want to save your money, save your own comfortable life, you want to do your own thing and I don't care about God, you will lose it. But whoever loses his life, Mean give to God. I want to give my life to God. God come first in my life. I seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. And for the gospel will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world? What good is it if you get a lot of saving in a bank account? You have 10 houses to rent out. You have many nice cars at your home. You have nice computer. But you lose your life and you don't go to heaven. Or you will not have the fullness of God wants you to have. I rather have what God wants to give to me. I 
happy to believe in God and trust God enough that I'm willing to obey Him, even though the dollar sign come up, even though the comfortable life come up and say, "Don't do that because you're gonna lose money, you're gonna lose some comfortable life." I say no. I'm gonna seek God first. And in the past 39 years of walking with God, I noticed that He never failed to keep His promise. I am a living testimony of a man who has sought God all the way, and to today, I'm still doing well, in good health. My children love God. Come to church every Sunday. Serve the Lord. I'm so proud of Paul was sitting in the. Children program there this morning to take care of the kids. I'm so glad that we now have been a blessing to a lot of people in the world. I'm going to Thailand in September to help Pastor Rodney on Friday night. He's going to preach there, and because I'm going to be there anyway, so I have another two meetings on Saturday and Sunday. Already 3,000 people registered, and the room can fit only 2,000. I'm not boasting about number. Don't take me wrong. I'm not boasting about number. I'm saying that I rather have this kind of life. It's not about money, but it's about to see all those souls saved. I heard testimony all over the world that people bankrupt, get into debt. They came into our meeting. They listened to our teaching in the YouTube, and the debt is gone. And now they have millions of bots in their bank account. And their health is healed. Some people have depression. The depression is gone. Now they're joyful. Some people have cancer and they got healed. That is life. That I want to live that the life that way. That people who come around me and you and this church shall be blessed by us. But we cannot do that if we worry too much. If we are anxious too much about what we're gonna eat, what we're gonna wear. We need to trust God. We need to believe in God. And let God use us to be the blessing to the nations. There's nothing to be more fulfilled than to know that your life is a blessing to a lot of people around you. And you know that one day you're going to be in heaven and have rewards there. My dear brother and sister, don't be selfish. Don't think about yourself too much. Don't worry about what you're going to eat tomorrow. What you're going to wear. Live for God. Seek the kingdom of God first. In Matthew 6.26 say, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Are you more valuable than birds? You think God loves you? Does God take care of the birds? You think God take care of you? How many people are parents in this room? Raise your hand up. How many people used to be little kids? Raise your hand up. Okay. If you never, you don't raise your hand, you mean you never, you just born as an adult. Okay. Have you, as little kids, come to your daddy and your mommy in the evening and say, Mommy, we'll have dinner to eat this evening? Have you done that? Have you seen your kids come to you and say, Mommy, I worry. I will not have dinner tonight. Have your kids say that? They trust their parents that they're going to have food on the table that evening. Amen? 
In the same way, why we worry? Our heavenly Father will take care of us. If He takes care of the birds in the air, He will take care of us as well. Don't worry. Do what God tells you to do. Serve the Lord. Seek the kingdom of God first. I learned one thing in my life is that I never outgive God. I travel so much for mission trip, almost maybe two to three months a year. Actually, if you count the date, I work only nine months a day. But I have the highest income in my office. I have the most patient in my office. Packed. God take care of my income. God takes care of my practice. Why? Because I seek the kingdom of God first. In Psalm 37, verse 25, this is the promise of God. I was young and now I am old. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children baking bread. Baking any bread. God takes care of the righteous. You will not be hungry. You will not lack any good things. He said in Psalm 23, verses 1 to 3, 1 to 2, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. The Lord is our shepherd. He will take care of us. Don't worry. Get rid of that worry. Faith will move the hand of God. You trust God with all your heart. Yes. Amen? Amen? I remember that my boss from University of Washington called me in and said, Son, not son, Dr. Lau, that is my father in heaven. Doctor, I just want to see you awake or not. They call me mom. Dr. Mom, I need to send you to England for one year. It's our rule here that every resident of neurosurgery have to go to London one year to be trained there. The first thought come in my mind, wow, London. I'm going to see the London Bridge. <laughs> and there they work only 8 to 5, not in America. We work from 6 to 10 p.m. In the hospital in America, I have to wake up at 5 and go to the hospital at 6 a.m. And I never go home until 10 p.m. But there they work from 8 to 5. And then I can travel on the weekend to different countries around Europe. Wow, what a wonderful offer. And with bigger salary, free airplane ticket, free place to live for one year. I was thinking, my church started two years ago. That is 1990. Yeah, 1990. And if I leave to London for one year, Definitely the church going to close because I am the pastor and I have only a few members. I told my boss, Dr. Wynn, I'm sorry. Can I be an exception? I cannot go. He looked at me and he said, what? This is a blessing. I give you a chance to travel in Europe with salary, with free place to live. And the airplane, airline ticket is free. For you and your whole family. You go the whole family. I said, no, I cannot. And he asked me, why? I say, I'm sorry, Dr. Wynn. I started the church two years ago. I'm a senior pastor of the church. His eyes like this. 
I don't even know you are the pastor of the church. And he said, let me think about it. I left the room, and a few weeks later, he called me and said, I give you only ex- one exception in this department. You don't need to go. In fact, my flesh said, oh, I gave up a big, big, big reward from my boss. But I seek the kingdom of God first. And because of that, I believe God gave me a job in Bellevue and Kirkland. God made me successful neurosurgeon all these years. And suddenly, a few years ago, he sent me to Europe. And now I can go to Europe two times a year. I have seen Paris already. I have seen London Bridge already. I took a picture with the London Bridge. I could eat food in London. God still sent me back there anyway, but not for medical field, but for the kingdom of God. Is God good? Who should we seek first? God never allowed us to give him more than he gave us. Amen? Amen. We need to seek the kingdom of God first. Don't worry. The Bible says, Matthew 6, 27. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? If you worry, actually, it's opposite. Worry will make your life shorter. Worry will make you an unsuccessful person. Will make your face so dull. People don't like to be around you. You will be upset. You will speak negative. And your boss may not want to give you a raise. But if you're a man of faith, you speak positive. People love you. People want to come around you. You're healthy. You don't have high blood pressure. You can sleep well every night. When your head hit the pillow, you just... But if you worry, you stay up and you cannot sleep. You need to let the worry go and trust the Lord. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Amen? Amen. Verses 28 to 29. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. You need to understand the story of Solomon. When the queen of Sheba went there to see his wisdom and to see his prosperity. Look at what the Bible says in 1 Kings 10, verse 7. But, but I, mean the queen of Sheba, did not believe these things until I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, not even half was told me in wisdom and wealth you have far exceeded the report I had. King Solomon was full of the wisdom of God. He was so full of prosperity. And the queen of Sheba have her jaw dropped. Wow! What I see today is not even half of what people told me. In other words, God tried to say that. God decorated the field with lilies, with flowers, 
God decorated the world with beautiful fish and mountains. God takes care of this world. The things He has done for the world, He uphold the world with His power. So beautiful, so prosperous, so generous, so good. How many kinds of fish we have in the world? I don't even know. So much. How many kinds of monkey? How many kinds of fruit we can eat? He is a generous God. He decorates this world with a lot of good things. And he said that what he tried to do for the world, Solomon cannot even be compared to. And he said to us, Don't worry. If I can decorate the world with lilies and flowers, if I can bless Solomon, I can bless you. I can decorate your life with good things. You don't have to worry. Trust me, I will take care of you. And verse 32 says, For the pagans run after all these things. The pagans mean unbeliever, run after money, run after materials, run after the happiness of the world, the worldly things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. Do you think God knows that you need to eat food every day? Does he know that you need a car to travel? Does he know that you need friends? He knows everything. Will he take care of you? Can you say, I trust my father? Everyone say at the same time, I trust my father. He knows what I need. He will take care of me. I'm not worried. I'm not anxious. God will Provide for me. Philippians 4, 6-7 Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, will, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. My brother and sister, I believe one of the reasons Christians do not want to seek God first, have all kinds of excuses not to do what God tells them to do because of anxiety, because of worried, worried about money, worry about paying bill, worry about what I'm going to do tomorrow, what I'm going to have. Please get rid of worry and anxiety, ASAP. Turn around and say, I trust you. Have Dr. Lau been tempted to worry? Yes. Have I been tempted even lately? Yes. Do I worry sometimes? Yes. But within a few seconds, I slap on my face and say, wake up. Stop. I have the Almighty God who is my Father. He takes care of every detail of my life. And He never fails. He never makes mistakes. He knows everything. He never failed us. He never loses His strength. He never comes to an end of His power, His strength, His wisdom. It just happened to me a few days ago. 
I was looking for the battery charger that somebody bought for me as a birthday gift. I need to travel to Europe, so I need to bring the charger with me. And I could not find it. And I complained to Pastor Da a little bit that, Da, I don't know where I put it. I don't know where I put this battery charger. I need to pack my things soon for traveling to Europe. And the Lord spoke to me, Son, I am your father. I take care of every detail of your life. Why don't you ask me? Oh, yeah. Why try to look it for myself? So I say, Father, please help me to find this battery charger. I don't want to order a new one. You see, little thing, you may say, oh, what a big deal, battery charger. Just order from Amazon. But I don't want to order. I want to get that one back because it's a birthday gift to me. And, you know, suddenly the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Go to your car. Go to the front seat, passenger seat. You have a pile of paper under there. (laughs) My car is quite messy. I don't have time to arrange my car. And it will be under that pile of paper. I say, no way. I keep my battery charger in my briefcase all the time. How come in the world that thing is under the pile of paper? But I obey the Holy Spirit. I walk to my car, open the front door, uh, the passenger side, and pull the paper out. Oh! Under there. Praise God. This is just a little example of testimony. That God can take care of you in everything. Little thing. Medium thing. Big things. He can take care of you. You have the helper on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit. He can guide you. He can tell you what to do. But what you need to do, trust God, seek His face, seek the kingdom of God first, put Him first in your life. Matthew 6.33, now we come to an end of the sermon. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things, including finding my battery charger will be given to you as well. Our God is the king. That's why we call his thing kingdom. The Bible says when we seek him first, we need to first seek his kingdom first. What does it mean, I seek the kingdom first? Definitely. He is number one in my life. God is above my money, above my comfortable life, above anything, above my job, above anything in my life. He's number one. I seek him first. Nothing else is more important than him in my life. But because I don't see him with my eyes, because I cannot come to heaven yet to meet him, I'm living on earth right now. How can I show that I seek him first? I show him by seeking his kingdom first. What is his kingdom? In a practical way, I give you an example. I got saved on Saturday night in Bangkok. I woke up Sunday morning and I told Pastor Da, this is 8 a.m., let's go to church. From today on, God is my number one. This is the first day of my Christian life. 
Pastor Dao woke up, get dressed, we went to church. And since that day, we never miss church. Unless we go out of town for some reason, or even when we go to Hawaii for vacation, we still go to church on Sunday, or we have a church in our apartment. We have a worship on Sunday morning in the apartment. We never miss worship on Sunday. We seek the kingdom of God first. Then God told me, you need to give tithe to your church. Right away, I talked to my wife, let's give 10% of our income to the church. And then God said to me, you need to serve that American missionaries, Baptists, who preach the gospel in Thailand, in that city. I said, Lord, your kingdom come first. I will cancel everything, and I will follow this man named Pastor Dan Cobb and Fan Cobb. They came from Kentucky. I'm going to follow this man and serve him. I will cancel anything. If my hospital have a party, I will not go to the party. I will go to his meeting first. If I need to help him to translate English into Thai, I pick that first. When I moved to America, every Sunday, even I was on call and I did not sleep until 5 a.m. I finished my surgery at 5 a.m. I came home, da, let's go to church. And many times I fell asleep in the church because I was so tired. I sought the kingdom of God first. And then we're going to buy a house. We talk as a husband and wife. We're going to buy a house that we can have meeting. We can have care group. People can come to meet us easily. My house going to be used to build the kingdom of God. My car going to be used for the kingdom of God. My income, I tell you the truth right now from my heart. One of the reasons is actually it's harder now to me. It's very hard because I'm getting older. One of the reasons I don't come out to be full-time yet, even though I should, because I know as a doctor I can make good money and I can give to this church instead of taking salary from the church. The reason I keep postponing year, Pastor Da say, I will believe you that you quit when I see it happen. Because I kept talking about this for many years that I will become full-time pastor. But I'm thinking, I can make some more money. I don't have to take salary from the church. And I can give tithe to the church. Because I want to build the kingdom of God first. Is it fun to be sitting in the airplane, traveling 20 hours to Thailand? This Wednesday, 9 hours to Germany. It's not fun. I don't like it. I like to sleep in my own bed. But for the kingdom of God first, for the people to come to know God, for the people to love God, to be in revival, I still pray that more German and Swiss people can come to know God. This morning they sent picture to me from Switzerland. And I noticed that more Swiss men came into the meeting and I was so happy to see that happen. We want to expand the kingdom. What does it mean, expand the kingdom? We want to see more people saved, more people love God, more people experience the goodness of God and the grace of God. No matter what I can do, my health, my body, my money, my house, my car, my energy, my gift, my profession, everything in my life, I'm going to give it to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God has to come first in my life.
That is a pastor that you are a member with. I'm the kind of that man who seek the kingdom of God first in my life. Not only that, the Bible says, seek his righteousness first. Please don't tell me if we are a believer and we can do whatever we want. I can sin. I can smoke weeds. I can play gamble. I can watch pornography. I can cheat the taxes of the government. I can cheat the IRS. Don't tell me that because I don't believe it. Don't quote the love of God and say, God love me anyway so I can sin. No. We need to seek righteousness. The kingdom of God, the Bible says in, I'm going to read a couple more scripture and finish. Romans chapter 14 verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but today we can have lunch anyway. But of cheating, corruption, lying, of what? The kingdom of God is of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Will God bless us when we seek the kingdom and righteousness first? Will he take care of us? You know, sometimes this kind of sermon is not popular because I ask people to chip up, to repent, to seek God first, not to be loose Christian, to be yo-yo, whatever, whatever. You know, I like to listen to encouraging sermon too. Sometimes preachers just encourage, oh, you know, it's okay, God bless you anyway. I love it too because it's so fun to listen to those sermons. But then the Holy Spirit told me, you need to chip up too. God can bless you, but you need to repent. You need to do the right thing. You need to seek the righteousness of God first. So this kind of sermon is not popular in America. But I have to speak the truth. Genesis chapter 6, verse 9 and 22. This is the account of Noah. Noah was a righteous man. Blameless among the people of his time. And he walked with God. Noah did not die in the flood. Not only that, his wife, his sons, and his daughter-in-laws all not die in the flood. Why? This man lived a blameless life. He's righteous. He walked with God. He seek the kingdom of God first. I want that to happen to my family too. Verse 22. Noah did everything that just as God commanded him. And what happened after that? If you obey God, you seek the kingdom, you seek his righteousness first. Let's look at the promise of God in two more scriptures. Exodus 23, 25. Worship the Lord, your God, and his blessing will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you. If you seek the kingdom of God first, walk with God. Don't let worry come into your heart. Trust God. He said, I will bless even your food. Bless your health. 3 John verse 2. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you. 
even as your soul is getting along well. The promise of God. Everyone say, Don't worry. I am not worried. I trust my God. How many people say, I want to seek the kingdom of God first? From now on, when you have choices in your life, everyone face choices. I face it too. If God calls you to do something, and what you're doing, what you're going to do, may make you lose some benefit, especially financial benefit, or something in your life that you want to have. Are you willing to say, Lord, I choose you first. I'm willing to give that up. But believe me, if you choose God first, He can pay back to you more than what you try to get there yourself. He is the good God. I say this from my personal experiences, that God takes care of me. He pays me back everything that I have given to Him. This is a simple sermon, a reminder. We have so many new generations in this church. I preached like this 20 years ago in the church, but I may not have these experiences yet. But I just want to remind you, beg you, encourage you, inspire you. Become that kind of believer. Seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness first in your daily decision, your daily action. Become like Noah, David, Paul, Peter, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Live a blameless life. Serve him. Your life is going to be a part of expanding the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm so thankful for many servants in our church. Thankful for the pastors and children program team, PowerPoint team, video team. They work so hard to make the gospel spread all over the world. So many people saved. We live for the kingdom. We seek the kingdom of God first. I know sometimes our flesh will say, oh, again? You should say back to your flesh, your spirit. You say, thank God. It's a privilege. It's an honor that I can be a part of expanding the kingdom of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. Father, help all of us not to be the kind of soil full of thorns that the worries of this world choke us and we cannot be fruitful. Father, I pray that high percentage of the members of New Hope and a lot of people in this generation will be good soil. They will seek the kingdom of the righteousness of God first, and they shall be fruitful. They will experience the promises in the Bible that I read today, 3 John 2, Exodus, and all the promise in Psalm, that you will take care of them. They will not be in lack. They shall have more than enough to be the blessing to the nations, Father. Help us, Lord, 
to make the right choices in our life, Father. We thank you, Lord, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I would like to ask. I'm I'm not gonna pray for everybody because we have lunch today, but I think it's good to really approach the throne of God together. I would like to ask if you feel convinced in your heart that from today on you're gonna seek the kingdom of God first. I want to ask you to come to the altar, not to me, but to God, and we're gonna pray together a prayer of commitment. A prayer of dedication. From today on, I will seek the kingdom of God first. If you're those people, come to the front here. Those who already seek the kingdom of God first, if you don't come out, I understand you already have done that for all these years. But if today your decision, I will seek the kingdom first. Hallelujah. Every decision you make. Decision concerning time, strength, traveling, money, friendship, who you associate with, who you're gonna marry with, who you're gonna spend time with, the ministry you do, every decision, the kingdom of God comes first. You ask yourself, "Is this?" And you ask the Holy Spirit too. You ask yourself, and the Holy Spirit, "Is this action, is this decision, these expenses, my check that I write right now to pay, the credit card that I can swipe, the time I spend, the energy that I want to give out." Lord, and my heart is this for the kingdom, or this is for the selfish reason, or this is just for myself, my reputation, my comfort life. Do I seek the kingdom of God first? You ask yourself. You ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Pastor Caesar, could you come and lead people to pray the prayer of dedication? Is Pastor Caesar here? Okay, come. Lead to pray. Thank you, Jesus. I really appreciate the pastor calling me here to pray, but I'm just like each one of you as well too. My heart longs to be. With the Lord, my heart longs to do what He says to to do first. So I know that when I'm in a place like this, my first reaction is to say, "Hey, God, I'm sorry. 
that I don't, or I miss your mark. But I would love for you to help me to get there, to reach your mark, God. So, Father, we all, God, miss your mark at times. We choose our way above your way, God. But, Lord, today we want to turn. And, Lord, we want to repent. And, God, we ask that you would forgive us. And, God, we're so grateful and so thankful, God, that you have already said in your word, God, that when we repent, Lord, that you would forgive us. And you don't hold it against us, God. So I pray for each person that is standing here today, God. God, as they acknowledge you as being Lord over their lives, Savior and King. Yes. God, one in whom they desire to put their trust in you and you alone, God. Father, I pray that today worry will no longer tag them and dog them, God. But I pray today, God, that trust and peace would come to their life today, God, simply because, Lord, they trust you and know that you will provide for them, God, no matter their situations, God. So today, God, we want to stand together with them and bless them today, God, as they make this decision, God. Let it not be a decision, God, that is moved by emotions, God, but let it be a decision, God, that is prompted by conviction of the Holy Spirit, oh God, so that, Lord, when we are faced with these issues and daily decisions, God, that we would say yes to you, Lord, and don't say no to our flesh, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, please pour out your spirit. God, without your spirit, we can't do it, oh God. So, God, I pray for myself and each and every one of us. Lord, as we cry out to you today, God, we are trusting, God, that you will fill us to your, with your spirit. God, so that we can be able to go forth, Lord, knowing that we trust the Lord alone and him alone. And I thank you for that, God. I thank you for what you're going to do, God. I thank you for all the testimonies that will come forth, God, because your people trust you, God, and believe that you, Lord, will provide for them in every way, God, and give them the strength that they needed, God, to make choices for you first in their lives. Oh, thank you, Lord. Father, I noticed that the scripture said, Seek first your kingdom, your righteousness, and then peace and joy will follow. So I pray, Father, that today would be that day, God, that peace and joy follows your people, Lord, all the days of their lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless them, Lord. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let us confess together. Father, I make a commitment to you, Lord. From today on, I seek your kingdom first. Your righteousness. Whatever you tell me to do, 
even though I may need to lose something in the worldly way. I'm happy to give it up, but to follow you. I promise you, everything in my life was given to me by you, so that I can use it to expand your kingdom. So from today on, your kingdom come first. Your righteousness come first, and I believe and declare. You shall meet my needs. I will not be in lack. You shall decorate my life with all the glory, all the good things. That is your promise. From now on, whenever anxiety come up in my heart, help me, Lord, to take it away. And I will walk by faith and in love. I will not fear anything. I will not be worried about anything, because I know and believe and declare, my Father is my God, and you take care of me. Even little detail thing in my life, I trust you. With all my heart, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus.